Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome back once again to another exciting episode of Disney Compendium. I am your host, JJ, as always. On the other side of the line, my good friend, Nick. The year is 2008. Yeah. Uh, Truman Show came out 10 years before this, I think. <laughs> and but We're here to talk about Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, exactly. It's a uh, it's a very exciting uh, biopic from yeah. brilliant minds at uh, Miramax. And <laughs> no, oh. no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to go back in time to when it was okay to praise some of that studio. <laughs> He's a brilliant producer, is what he is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been listening to the Disney uh, book Disney War. It's all it's not a Disney book. It's a <laughs> Michael Eisner book Disney War, and it's funny to listen to them sort of talk about some of this stuff, like because uh, they talk about Weinstein in it, and because you know there's this is when Disney acquired Miramax and stuff. Right. And we're doing that stuff, and it's just funny. And it's like like you know Eisner had a contentious relationship with. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, that speaks uh, well, Eisner, I suppose. I, I uh, Eisner, Eisner, when he first met him, because uh, when they first met um, Bob Iger, because mm-hmm. uh, Iger was head of ABC when Disney was had acquired ABC, right? And so that's where he met him, and he just he did not like Iger because he was like he's uncreative, he's you know he's just a businessman is the so and i'm like oh yeah then that's really not too much different because bob Iger is probably the least creative person in charge of a movie major movie studio perhaps ever so what you're saying is history is born out eisner correct yeah yeah no eisner uh eisner was a lot of things uh but uh he was not like a bad uh producer i mean like yeah he, well, he had he 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 had he he understood the creative process for movies. I will say this for Michael Eisner: not a sexual predator. <laughs> I mean, nothing's nobody's ever said anything about him. So, <laughs> so he's got that on Weinstein. He's got he's got that on Weinstein. Uh, <laughs> don't know anything about uh, Bob Iger personally. So, <laughs> but would you be surprised? No. Okay. You don't, you, you don't you don't run ABC and then not have some skeletons in the closet. Uh, <laughs> Tim Allen just went and read that book. Yeah, that um, was a that, yeah. That, I mean, that was a major. Uh, oh, what was it? It was, I think it was Michael Ovitz. There was a, there was a, there yeah. was a he was president of Disney for like four years. He was yeah, most, yeah. he was like the most powerful man in Hollywood, and then Eisner brought him over and absolutely destroyed his career after that. Yeah, because he, he didn't give him any power from that but, guy. Yes. Yeah, he uh, uh, Tim Allen was threatening not to return to the set, and so like there was like a dinner and everything. And 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 Ovitz is well known for having like an art collection, mm-hmm. and so he was eight. And Tim Allen was like kind of an art guy a little bit, so he was able to get him a like a nice uh, uh, piece of art. <laughs> to get him back to uh home improvement and it worked and he tried to force he tried to ask disney to reimburse him for the price of the art piece but uh they uh, michael eisner at this time already hated uh the fact ovitz in the position and just like blew up about it so 
So, Tim Allen art, Robin Williams art. Yes, that's yeah. Disney. Disney placated two men with art. Yeah. So, at minimum, at minimum. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about home improvement. It's a whole different. That's like season seven of Disney Compendium. Yeah. So, uh, yeah we just talk about like. Yeah. Uh, TGIF and uh, the like. Uh, remember how uh, JTT just never came back? Yeah. <laughs> never came back. Yeah. Um, most most of the cast never really. Uh, Tim Allen's the only one that really ever had anything resembling a career after. <laughs> Richard, uh, get the Family Feud. Yeah, the Family Feud, a basic cable TV show that you know, cable bro. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's in my area, it's what comes on before the news. Yeah, yeah. It's not really. It's <laughs> like he's not. He's not like you know, uh, Dawson or whatever. You know, it, it was yeah. no, most people like most people forget that entire like. Hey, Richard Karn and Louis Anderson were hosts of Family Feud. Louis Anderson had other stuff too, but yeah, it's like. It's it's so you have Richard Dawson who of course was amazing on Family Feud. Yes, also, also a sexual I'm, predator on Family Feud. Also the Running Man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ray Combs killed himself. Ray Combs killed himself. Not great. He had the worst contestant. I, yeah. Uh, and I don't remember. You got Steve yeah. Harvey doing Steve Harvey. Steve stuff. Steve Harvey. People seem to absolutely love Steve Harvey's Family Feud. So yes, they do. Yeah, that's because. I don't. He's, yeah, he, he's he's good at acting like his soul left his body. So yeah, uh, the new Family Feud is like incredibly horny. Like yeah. every every question has some sort of crude joke associated with it these days. So it's like, what would you put on a sandwich? Naked grandma. What? Yeah. Yeah, and when the sign comes down, they always go with the slang term of everything. It's yeah, it's strange. It's the strangest show, yeah. and it's like this is definitely not family oriented anymore. Yes, it's but it, it, it's always like really super conservative white people in church going African American. Yeah, yeah, that is every episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Monocles are popping out of eyeballs while yeah. there's a. You know, uh, a, a church celebration going on on the other yeah. side. It's, yeah, <laughs> it is. That is the dynamic. Yeah. Every yeah, yeah. Sister act is going on on one side where, like, uh, you know, flash dance is happening. On the no, it's flash dance. The other yeah. side of like, cool. Well, no, it's the it's the it's the uh, people that are trying to band dancing. Yes, yeah. Footloose. There we go. My my name's Heather, and I don't think white privilege is a problem. Oh. <laughs> This is going to be a great episode of Family Feud. What yeah. that? One side's wearing masks, one side's not. That's how yeah. Family Feud is these that days. But that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about Disney's 48th animated feature, the 2008 Bolt. Uh, this, yeah, this starts what is considered the Disney revival era. Uh, with uh, uh, Scott Dawson. And- yeah. Yes. Uh, FTR. Yeah, FTR. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, the, yeah, this is the Disney revival era. It kicks off with this. You would think it would kick off with some of the previous movies, since I think Meet the Robinsons is as good as this movie. <laughs> I would say better. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is still a good movie. It's yeah. just a, it's a weird movie. It doesn't feel like a Disney movie. <laughs> No, it, it does feel like, hey, we we could contractually have 
Miley Ray Cyrus con- uh, under contract. So let's just use her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this I'll one. John Travolta. For and, and, and in case you're curious, the Disney revival era is technically still considered to be ongoing because they haven't had the fall yet. Uh, right. So everything's still going strong. Like with the Disney Renaissance era, you had a fall. You know, um, Tarzan. With yeah, with the you know after the Disney Golden Age, you had a fall. Um, you know, like the, the Dark Ages were considered the time frame where they were doing like where like the most successful movies out of that were like the Great Mouse Detective and uh, stuff like uh, stuff like that, Black Cauldron, which you know made no money. So yes, but, but yeah. if, you, if you go back to listen to early episodes, we actually like those two movies. Yeah, yeah. So and like the Rescuers, the Rescuers is probably the most significant yeah. movie that came out during the uh, Dark Ages of it. Um, yeah. But then, like you know, Pocahontas kicked off the decline after the Renaissance era, quote unquote Renaissance era, right? Um, which started with um, Little Mermaid and ended with well, technically Tarzan, but I think we'll say Tarzan was the first one post Renaissance for this podcast's necessity. Uh, um, Tarzan was the, the, the dystopian future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so yeah, this is the revival era. So this is where Disney has sort of turned it around. Like things are now starting to be critically praised again. It's not like they haven't had hits. Like Lilo and Stitch was a hit. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but like you know, we just we just came off of just a couple of episodes ago, where it's Chicken Little, yeah, and uh, Home on the Range, which were just like such a abysmal films dinosaur and dinosaur you know even ones that are fine treasure planet and atlantis i think are okay movies right but not great they they didn't yeah they weren't they didn't like really feel like they were part of like the disney like pedigree but you know but they were perfectly fine and they would be fine and they would be great animated films at any other studio you know what? And I, now, now you're talking, and I think about it. This does not feel like a Disney movie. This feels it like a, it feels no. like an illumination. Yeah. Film. Well, during this, it feels like this could very easily have been a DreamWorks film from the era. Yeah. Or yeah. like um, Fox, like doing yeah. the Ice Age movies and stuff. Um, uh, you know, this 2008, so that's around the time of that stuff happening too. So, you know, we're 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 in a post Shrek world at this point. We're we're in the Happy Feet now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and this is 2008. Disney bought Pixar in 2006. So you know, and we're at, we're we're kind of at this tipping point of like, what's a Disney movie? What's a Pixar movie? Because they were kind of starting to become one mm-hmm. at a point at, at a certain point. The, the initial plan at one point um, for Disney was to basically just buy. Pixar and just have the Pixar animation team become the Walt Disney Animation Studio thing, team. So right. there really wouldn't be a Pixar anymore. It would just be all Walt Disney Animation Studios, but basically running Pixar. But, you know, the whole thing with Michael Eisner and Steve Jobs sort of blew that all up. Um, but because this, we, 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 I think at some point we're going to have to start doing some Pixar stuff, but uh, the story goes with Pixar was they had a contract with Disney. 
and it was X amount of movies that they were under contract to do. Um, Toy Story 2 was originally designed to be a straight-to-video movie. Uh, and it wasn't um, going to count towards their uh, you know, mandatory films that they had to make. Uh, but they were able to sort of argue that because it went theatrical, it should count. So Eisner not wanting to acquiesce did. And they were starting to work on, at one point, starting to work on Toy Story 3. And Eisner was doing a, no, okay, you, three movies, the, the three cannot count towards this. I'm Like, he desperately wanted Cars. He wanted the movie Cars made. That was his big thing. Like, we, because if they, Toy Story 3 was the next one, then they wouldn't get Cars because now Pixar isn't beholden to Disney anymore. Right. So, you know, it, it became a thing. You know, they Eisner and the studio needed another exploitable franchise. Toy Story merchandise was always huge and having cars under their belt, they thought would be a huge boon to their merchandising. And they were uh, correct. They were absolutely correct. Uh, it, it has to be one of the most profitable franchises Disney has outside of like Mickey Mouse in general. So <laughs> pretty popular, pretty marketable. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, like here, Hot Wheels, do it. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone, anyone that can make toys makes cars stuff. And yeah. You can't, you know, there's a land, there's a, we'll get, I think we'll do some Pixar stuff at some point in the future, but, um, not cars. No, I'm sorry. If we're gonna go, we're gonna go all in. We're gonna. No. Do There's only a few Pixar movies. Nah. Watch cars. It's I not cars. Planes, though. No, no, no. Planes doesn't count. We're just talking theatrical Pixar. So unfortunately, it may cars isn't the... cars isn't the one you have to worry about. It's cars two that you have to worry about. It's <laughs> fine. Cars one's fine. It's got Paul Newman in it. Yeah, can't go wrong. Uh, well, you could go very wrong, but yeah. still. Uh, but anyways, anyways, yeah, Disney is in their like very weird um, stage right now. They just recently, within the last couple of years, have gotten uh, Pixar under their belt. You know, Bob Iger has taken over uh, by this point. Everything's sort of coming up Disney. So outcomes, you know, everything starts turning around a little bit, you know, uh, Meet the Robinses wasn't necessarily a huge hit, but things were turning around. And so you get, come forward to 2008, and you are at Bolt. Um, when did it come out in 2008? I think it was, must have been. It, Disney, it's always like fall. So yeah, November 21st, 2008. So right uh, for Thanksgiving break. Yeah. A budget of $150 million. Dang. Uh, a box office of $310 million. Oh, so it's so so it did really, it did really money. Yeah. yeah, and that's just usually domestic. I don't, I think worldwide it was much. Right. Um, so, you know, and then after this, it's just gangbusters. Everything starts turning around completely after this, um, with only a couple of, uh, with, with only a couple of minor sort of blips. Like there are a couple, there are a couple that are huge successes coming up like Winnie the Pooh wasn't a huge success but it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination but uh for the most part everything's sort of successful or good coming out from this so and and the good difference I mean I would you say like of of the of the voice cast the person with the most 
star value at the time was probably Miley, Miley Cyrus. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and what, when it was, uh, and like the, you said, they had, they already had her under contract and her yeah. show was successful. So. And the young version of her character is, um, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, like, you know, uh, hit girl and, uh, from the Carrie remake and everything. Oh yeah. yeah. She, yeah. she, she always looks confused. Yes. You have that very, like, uh, it's actually like uh, this cast is really something else. We'll yeah. just get to the, like, we'll just run down the cast first and foremost. Bolt. Bolt himself is voiced by John Travolta. That's of all cool. people. Which um, I didn't know at first. I didn't recognize him at first Tyler. No, up. it does not sound like John Travolta. There's never a point where he even tries to do like uh, a John Travolta impersonation in the movie. Like, so, like Vinny Marino. Yeah, 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 sometimes you expect him to talk like, uh, you know, you expect him to say up your nose with a rubber hose or something, but uh, no, he's, he, yeah, he plays it he plays it straight. He plays it. At, he, he's doing a voice, and I'm really impressed with his uh, work in this. Despite it's not, it's not particularly interesting. It's very plain. But knowing that it's John Travolta, you're like, hey, you know what? Good on you. You did we something. Should done, he should have done face off John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm all in on that. Okay. Um, uh, Susie Essman is the. Uh, the the cat that's uh, his the uh, his becomes his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> who's, the, who's who's the voice actress? Sorry, uh, it's Susie Essman. She's uh, she's. Uh, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes, Susie Susie Green. Oh, she's um, uh, the yeah right yeah. the the wife of the guy yeah 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 and, Larry Putz yeah <laughs> yes there you go. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other major. Uh, no, yeah, Broad, Broad City. She was on several episodes of Broad City. Uh, Mark Walton <laughs> is the voice of uh, Rhino the hamster, and all he is is a Disney guy. He's oh, he's yeah. he's not a Disney voiceover guy. He's like storyboard artist, or uh, you know, he works for the visual department or whatever. He was. Uh, Goosey Lucy in um, uh, Chicken Little uh, and the Longhorns in Home on the Range. So, so basically, hey, you already work here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Disney does that six, it's quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, we, Miley, Miley Cyrus is Penny, the, uh, the, the main niece. Yeah. Yes, Inspector Gadget's niece with her dog. Brain. With her dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the evil cat. Holy crap, it's Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Malcolm McDowell is the uh, the green-eyed man. <laughs> yeah, the evil doc. Evil guy. So we'll get to what any of this means later on. I, I, think, I don't think we should start explaining what this movie is until we actually get to the movie. Is Malcolm McDowell never not a heavy? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Uh, the closest he ever got to not being a heavy is that he played Loomis in Rob Zombie's Halloween, and even then, he's a real butthole. God, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, he no, sucked wait. in that. Yeah, wait, Time Machine. He was, all, I think he was in Time Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, You've got, you you've got, uh, 
You've got Diedrich Bader as a uh, one of the cats in this movie, who's mm-hmm. we all know from uh, the Drew Carey show. Yep. Uh, James Lipton is in it. It's one of his last film roles. He's the uh, film director in this movie. Well, where do we go? We die. Yeah. Well, no. Diedrich Bader was uh, the voice of Batman on Brave of the Bold, or the 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 new Batman cartoon. Diedrich Bader. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he was uh, the neighbor from uh, Office Space. Yeah. Uh, you got you got a few other uh, yeah. um, minor uh, actors in it. Uh, Jenny Lewis uh, of the Wizard fame. Most people oh, know her. most people. Alex with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most people. I mean, most people would know her as like the lead lead like singer of Rilo Kylie, but no. She's no. the she he touched my breast lady in the yeah. wizard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh John DiMaggio is in it because he's just a voiceover artist and he's in everything. Yeah, uh, he's Bender he, from Yeah. I, I, I see he did he did a lot of like did he do some uh Animaniacs in Tiny Tunes as well? Yes. Yeah. And uh also in the movie is uh Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> did I miss him? Yeah, he plays a he plays a thug in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. All right, well, this is make the best movie. Yeah, it's already right. it's number one Disney movie. Macho Man Andy Savage. Case Pre- the thug, you're going the way. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I <laughs> Randy Savage not doing like his the end of his career should have just been voiceover work. Period. He was so good in everything that I, I wish he was just in more stuff. He does. I, he can only sound like Randy Savage, but I don't care. I remember him in like two other voiceover things. He was an extra episode of Dexter's Lab. Yeah. And then he played Space Ghost's dad. On he like, did. He played Space Ghost's dad on Space yeah. Ghost Coast to Coast. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Absolutely love that. He's um, got the voice. Yeah. What else? There was something... I'm trying to think, he was uh, so you know he was Bone Saw, obviously in Spider Man. Yeah. Um, what the hell, Super Rhino? What is that movie? Oh, <laughs> there was a short Disney short, Super Rhino, that mm. uh, starring the hamster that's in this movie that Randy Savage reprised his voice in. Mm. Let's see, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. He was in the Weird Al show. Uh, oh, he was in the Duck Dodgers cartoon from the thousands. <laughs> Huh. And and he was in an episode of King of the Hill. Okay. And he was in and he, I like it says uh, video games. It says he's only been in one video game, but I guess that makes sense because his career was pre like, well, like voiceover work. Like it doesn't count when you're just playing yourself in a WCW Nitro title screen. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that weird Legends of the Ring game that came yeah. out. That no, was he the- was he was in a Cars video game. Like, when when did he die? Two thousand ten. Okay, so this game was released in two thousand and nine. So one of his last projects was like Cars Raceorama for. Uh, well, <laughs> well, like, so when did he do that? Like that that Mattel thing at Comic Con. That would have been. Is- it might have been two thousand and nine because I think that's about when the they. Put the license out because I think because oh yeah because remember okay, okay just, we're gonna do the little nerd thing here they're putting out that decade of destruction line this year right so that's them 
or decade of dominance, which is celebrating their 10th anniversary. And that was one of their like first major announcements was that Randy Savage is going to be in their, like in their first legends line. So that would have been 2009, after, 2010. After so. Jack had failed to secure yeah. life. Yes. Which I'm sorry. No, <laughs> just paying the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, <laughs> So enough of the Randy Savage podcast. Back to the Bolt show. Uh, I guess we could start talking about uh, Bolt. This movie, uh, the first time you see this movie, have so have you had you seen this movie before watching this? I only see really small parts because my kid watches it, but not really. I just so, said, oh, he's a puppy. Yeah. No, that's not what this movie is like at all. Yeah. Uh, it's not like it's, it's not like. Uh, it, <laughs> It, it's it's a mashup of two movies. It is a mashup of Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, yep, and The Truman Show. Yep, uh, that sounds weird, I know, but it it is, and that's all I can say about what this plot is. When you when this movie starts, it starts off with this big action scene with like even like Disney credits in it. Yeah. It's got the it's got the, you know, uh, doing all that uh, a Walt Disney Studios film yeah. kind of stuff, making it seem like this really intense action drama. Um, they're being like he and Penny are yeah. trying to rescue her dad. Yeah, being yeah, by, like goons and yeah. um, and, yeah, and so like yeah, so Penny's so Penny and Bolt are trying to save her dad, and Bolt is able to, you know, run head first into things, and like he has like his super bark and super speed right. and all of this stuff. Uh, and when all is said and done, after he does his super bark and brings down all of the aim agents, <laughs> uh, uh, then that's when you get like the, you know, all right, that's the, that's the end of that scene. Yeah. Uh, it turns out yeah. that it's, it, they were filming a movie the whole time. Uh, and they, Penny goes back to the trailer with Bolt. And Bolt is still on guard, still on edge, trying to protect her. Uh, this is, and this is where you end up meeting the, uh, director, uh, or whatever. I don't know who that is. Cause he's not really, he, he doesn't feel like a film director in any way, shape or form or TV director in any way, uh, shape or form. Yeah. I don't know what the heck he, maybe producer, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, producers tend to be the directors in TV and directors in film are completely different. Right. So usually it's the producer usually has sort of the more the directorial, especially the executive producer um, tends to be more have directorial control over the set than an actual director does. Director is just sort of there to, (laughs) to be there to make sure that, you know, shots are being filmed and framed right. And not really be the creative genius behind it. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, yeah, he's, he's the guy in charge. Yeah, he's the guy in charge, and this is where you get your exposition dump. Of Bolt has the mo- has the best like uh, emotions of any like movie dog or pet or animal of all time because he thinks it's real, and they have to keep that illusion going because uh, yeah. that's the only way he can 
maintain his acting ability if he thinks that Penny is in actual danger. Hence the Truman Show. Hence the Truman Show, because after that, Penny has to go and he lives on set, uh, which seems like an uh, animal rights violation of some sort, like, because that implies that he's just going to be sitting alone in a trailer all weekend without anyone like looking after him. Or walking him so he can go walking poop. him, giving him more food and water. It doesn't. It's not like there's some sort of Pee Wee Herman situation going on in there, like a Rube Goldberg machine that just like dispenses yeah. food and water for him. He's just or there. Even the Doc Brown. Yeah. Thing for Einstein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just he just lives in this trailer alone, and he has no idea. Um. And, and so, yeah. For the weekend, but yeah, and so he the. Penny wants to take him home for the weekend, but the agent and the, the real, just super obnoxious agent character, uh, like, is not letting this happen. Uh, and neither, obviously, neither is the director. The director is never really a a bad guy in this. He's just sort of doing his thing. He's just sort of got, like, he's never gets, there's no justice that happens to him because there's nothing to really do justice to him for <laughs> her comeuppance because no, no comeuppance need to be had. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he's just got a, he's just got a bad sense of uh, rights for animals. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even particularly directly abusive. He's just like, all right, we just need to make sure this dog is in constant anxiety. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Let's just make these lemons go off the cliff. Yeah. Lot. Yeah, it's a Disney right. movie. That's how this works. Uh, so Penny wants to take him home because he doesn't get to live the life of a real dog. He doesn't get to do real dog stuff. When he, she was trying to calm him down earlier. She was like, you know, squeaky carrot and, you know, that, that he had when she picked him up for the first time uh, when she went to the pet store to get a dog. Which uh, different explain, like, does she pick him? Does she pick him out? It certainly looks like it. It feels like there's a plot point missing from here about how she became, because you couldn't show that because it would disrupt the sort of flow of having it go from this cute scene of this girl getting a dog to the sort of misdirection of it being a superhero movie. Because if you showed like the mom being a stage mom kind of thing, yeah, uh, and like, because yeah, it's just her dog that just gets kind of scooped up in this. Clearly, it just gets scooped up in the mom trying to make her daughter an actress. Right. Um, but never. But it's like the mom is a sympathetic character in it. They never show her being like she's just kind of a pushover. But she's not a. She's not like a, no. You have to do this. You know, you got to do this for mommy, kind of thing, or you know, living like from her Bueller, what she is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's yeah. Never, <laughs> voice actress. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you never see her, but you never see her pushing her too hard. You no. actually, you see her being sympathetic. Like she does want to take the dog home, but she knows she can't. She does want to do this stuff for her daughter, but they're too successful to just walk away from this. <laughs> so she just sort of sits back and be sad about it. So um, uh, there, there, there's this little subplot or like at the very beginning that has like the studio head coming in like like trying to do like you know the tar- audiences want this that and the other thing and so he, he comes up with the cliffhanger idea 
for yeah. the for the show. It's a show. I keep saying movie, but it's definitely a TV show. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's. A, I don't know what they're going for with this show because it seems like it should be like this. Like it takes place in a cartoon world because this show is definitely like a cartoon show because there was absolutely never a show like this for any of us growing up. Yeah, and also that show is way too big budget to. Yeah, this this yeah this like in in two thousand and eight you know this big budget uh, Hollywood movie style TV show for children. Right. Because uh, it's definitely just live action Inspector Gadget. I mean, it really is in this universe just like uh but it's real <laughs> so yeah the, I mean, the show like the closest show to that is like wishbone with like a dog doing things yeah, and like wishbone was like a pbs show yeah which super low yeah. budget yeah but there, yeah that's what i'm saying there was no show like this there yeah, was nothing explosions like it's it's yeah. like a like movie yeah so- it's maybe it's like Game of Thrones, but still, yeah. Before that, sort of like prestige TV was really becoming a thing. Yeah, uh, two thousand and eight. Really, it's like when you think about it, it's weird to think about that because like two thousand and eight is when we all started sort of making the move to digital content. Like yeah. two thousand eight is when Netflix was definitely like in it. it was starting oh, right. starting yeah. its domination, yeah. uh, like but I think two thousand by two thousand and eight the DVD mailing situation was sort of on its way out. I think that's when they were starting to rebrand it. Remember they were going to like switch Netflix was going to be the streaming service, and then they like tried to rebrand the DVD mailing service, yeah. and everyone's like, "Are you stupid? That's just going to create more confusion." And like, okay, we're not going to do that. And then, but it didn't matter because nobody was renewing their subscription to the DVD mailing service. Because nobody wants to do DVDs. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, yeah I, so so we weren't quite at that prestige TV because Netflix no. wasn't really doing original content at the time. And HBO was like as close as you could get to that kind of thing. Because yeah, 2008, right. I think Game of Thrones would have started around here. So maybe, <laughs> but not, not, a kids, not a kid's show. Because <laughs> I don't even think you could stream cable channels at the time. I, and maybe you could have, but I, I think you had to like, there was no a dedicated app. Like, yeah. go to our website with your already ca- your cable login and maybe yeah. you can yeah. Log in with your cable account. Uh, and usually it was like, please give us your like, you know, uh, account number so you can sign in and... Maybe you can watch some uh, FX or something, but it was yeah. never like Food Network or something, but never like, it's not like now where it's just like, oh, you can just, oh, you want to watch football? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we like this show on Amazon has won an Emmy now. Yeah. 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 Like, now, is- now, yeah. Now, now we're at that era where everyone's trying to find the next, like, what's the next digital platform that's going to hook everyone? Like, you know, we're in a uh, bolt yeah, coming, bolt yeah. coming. Yeah. Bolt coming to Quibi next. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, ah, oh, you should. Yeah. We're to think about a time when we didn't have enough digital streaming platforms. Yeah. To, yeah. Now it's like, hey, you want to pay money to watch CBS shows? No, I do yeah. not. No, no. Why? Who would do that? And now, 
Yeah. And now it's like, oh, there's a new, oh, that's how, that's the only way I can watch this new Star Trek and Twilight Zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is I'm going to pirate those shows is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, back then it was just like, you know, YouTube was a completely different monster in 2008. And um, yeah, YouTube was just like dumb memes and yeah. And and like, yeah. And a lot of just like uh, video game nonsense that, I mean, it still is, but it was a completely different type of video game nonsense back then. Now everything's now everything's got production values and teams and I, I, I mean, I pay for YouTube premium. I'm like that one weirdo because like that's become my TV. Yeah. <laughs> where, where you're like, I'm like, cause you don't want the commercials. I don't want commercials. So you don't want commercials. like, you I like them offline like, too. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I could save, I could download the stuff on my phone so I could watch it on the plane or something. Right. Uh, YouTube videos and like, you know, uh, what else there's, I like, I like Peacock. I actually do like Peacock. Mm. Mostly because it has like two shows on it that I've just, I, I'm watching now. It's like, oh, I love Law and Order Criminal Intent and I love the show House. So I can watch all of those with no commercial and nonstop all day. Here we go. If somebody had told you 2008, yeah. okay, there's going to be a digital streaming platform that has WWE content. Yeah. $10 a month. Yeah. And you're not going to want it. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, 2008 in particular. Yeah, like, like, like yeah, like no, there's no way. I want that right now. What are you talking about? Give it to me. Uh, yeah, I I signed up for Netflix when they launched the Xbox 360 app because that was like the first major app that lets you watch Netflix that wasn't, you know, a phone or a, a laptop. It was laptop stuff because even then phones weren't like commonplace. Yeah, I think I think the iPhone one had just been yeah. Through. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like it's like I'm not gonna watch stuff on my laptop or my my PC. My PC can barely run uh, Counter Strike. You think I'm gonna watch uh, a, a movie on it? No. Uh, but yeah, the yeah. Xbox 360 app came out and it like changed everything. And now you know, here's Disney Plus where we watched Bolt on it yeah. in its entirety in 4K. On- <laughs> I want my phone. I yeah. watch it on my phone. I yeah. sat here, put my headphones, my put my AirPods in, and watch it on my phone. Yeah, so like, it's great. Yeah, yeah. That, I, Disney Plus like is genuinely a good deal. Uh, Disney has Disney has the content to back it up. So my wife has gotten my Disney Plus uh, uh, money money's worth just from watching Hamilton. <laughs> just from I, Hamilton. I yeah. wish it was very fun that they're starting to put more and more of those like Walt Disney presents shows on it. Um, yeah. I really love those. I, I love those like old, like, I mean, I have some of them on DVD because they put out a couple of different sets with Walt Disney stuff on them, but not a lot. They yeah. didn't really put out, there's a lot of that content that's just sort of lost. They're not lost, but not like not played. Um, and uh, one of the sets that I have has the, one of like the Disneyland uh, specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walt Disney filmed all of those in color uh, in the fifties. Mm-hmm. It's insane to think about, and so it actually has like because a, a lot of it got lost, uh, unfortunately, which is a huge bummer. But it exists and it actually plays one of the scenes, and it's kind of cool to see like this old fifties TV show in 
color, like straight yeah. color. It's cool. It's, I wish they would. I wish they would put more of that kind of stuff, like lost archive stuff and things. So it's basically that when when you if you remember the uh, uh, Iron Man two or even yeah Iron Man two where you have uh, Howard Stark doing the Stark Expo thing. Yeah, it's that's it's spoofing that. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. It's very. It's very much doing Walt's Epcot speech. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Bold. So. So anyways, Bolt. Uh, so he comes up with the idea of the cliffhanger. So we have this episode of the show where Penny gets kidnapped by this, you know, MODOK. Uh, yes, <laughs> and, uh, caught in a cage and gets taken away. And that's the cliffhanger of the episode. Um, and so... She gets taken off without Bolt. Bolt has to think that she's actually kidnapped. So Bolt's obviously losing his mind. She's losing her mind because she needs to let Bolt needs to know that I'm okay. He needs to know that I'm okay. And they won't let her go to him. And Bolt is on edge. Uh, they have the guy that has to like wear the full like bomb diffuser suit to get Bolt into the kennel. <laughs> the Wrangler. Then, yeah. And to get him into this trailer. Uh, we didn't talk about the cats. There's two cats that play the role of uh, the like evil madman's pet cats, as it, you know, just right. real Blofeld kind of stuff. Because yeah. every because thanks to Blofeld, every vil, every egomaniacal madman has to have a uh, uh, cat that he can pet, uh, like Doctor Claw. As Doctor we Claw, about. yeah, as we're talking about everything, so. So yeah, he's got so he's got two. He's got and, and they taunt Bolt uh, through the window of his uh, trailer, and they come back on this one after this goes down. Uh, they they taunt him by pretending that they're in on it because they know that he thinks it's real. Right. So when they go back this time after he gets put into his little cage after Penny gets uh, stolen, it's weird to say Penny because it sounds like I'm telling a joke. Every time, yeah. like I'm like an Inspector Gadget joke every single time, but no, it's their name's Penny, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, so uh, the cats come to taunt him, have the window creeped open a little bit, and this gives Bolt the chance to break free and try to find Penny, and so this is where the movie sort of starts. This is Bolt going through this madcap series of unfortunate events that winds up with him being shipped to New York. Is it as he goes yeah. to New York? Yeah. 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 I mean, cause you know, they're in Hollywood finds himself in New York. So he has to get back home from there, but he did. And keep in mind, Bolt still thinks he's a superhero dog. He thinks yeah. all of the powers that are happening on the set of the show. He has, he's never known life outside of, studio uh and he just wants to save his girl uh he, he's institutionalized like brooks yes uh, i don't want to hang around everything's scary i don't want to yeah. hang around anymore. yeah <laughs> so we have uh so now this is where his adventure starts he's got to try to find his way find his girl and who does he meet first does he meet the birds first he meets the yes. He meets the birds first, who introduce him to 
the cat. Uh, yes. I which Rosie was it the cat's name? I forget now. I, I almost want to say Rita because it thinks it makes me with a cat from uh, Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just mittens. I don't know why we think it's that. It's, it's mittens. mittens. And then he meets okay. the hamster who happens to be his biggest fan. Yes. In that yes. trailer. Yeah. So yeah, admittance the cat is this sarcastic, sassy cat that's an alley cat. Yeah. And just sort of uses the birds around to uh get her food. She threatens and, them. Yeah. Yeah, threatens them and everything. So when Bolt meets these birds, uh who try to pitch him an idea for the show because they know that he's in uh, yeah. Or was that was that later? Did they pitch him the show later? Uh, no. It's it's a I think it's different birds after yeah. that because yeah. you're like, oh hey, we got this great idea. We're, we're gonna like we, we're yeah. workshopping this thing. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- anyways, they need he needs to find. So this is where he's talking with the birds early, and this is where he comes up with the idea where he needs to find a cat because the cats are the you know bad guys in his world. Yeah. Uh, so. They 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 don't like Rita, so they say like, "Oh, we know where's a cat." <laughs> yeah, I know, but you've just you've done it to me. It's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> like, yeah, she looks like the Rita from Animaniacs. Yes, yes, she does. Yeah. Uh, very much so, like three D version of Rita from Animaniacs. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure your wife is thrilled that you. <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, he basically kidnaps her. <laughs> Yeah, because he because she plays into it that yeah uh, you know that she knows the green eyed man at one point kind of thing, mm-hmm. so he ends up kidnapping her and like handcuffing her to him. Right, <laughs> uh, just like it turns it really turns into a buddy cop or not like a buddy cop like a buddy road movie. Yeah, it's the it's, uh, it's, yeah, the, she, it's it's the defiant one at some point. Yeah, so. <laughs> So yeah, so like they end up at like a trailer park where they start like begging. She teach him teaches him how to beg, use his puppy dog charm to get free food, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where they meet Rhino the hamster, who's his uh, Bolt's biggest fan. Uh, it's funny to me to think that Bolt would be surprised that he knew who he was because he's again he doesn't know that he's a movie star or TV show star. But he is a dog with superpowers, so he would have to think that he's famous in some way, shape, yeah. or form. Like, you would be on the news. You would have to know that if you were really this. So you shouldn't be surprised when somebody knows who you are. Jenny Bolton Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, and uh, Rhino is a smark in this scenario. Uh, it's like, oh, <laughs> your work rate, that really has to uh, You're my biggest fan. He... he yeah. If if Rhino could accost Bolt at the airport at two a.m. yeah, for a really awkward candid photo, he's yeah he's, he's going he's going to tweet at him ad nauseum. Yeah, uh, if he could get a follow, look at this T-shirt I've yours I bought. Uh, <laughs> this is a picture of Bolt with a yeah. golf bag over his, over his arm like this. Yeah, yeah, Rhino like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doing the too sweet. Uh, yeah. It's like, but, I'm, uh, I wasn't even in NWO or Bullet Club. Why are you too sweet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and he paid the $400 for uh, Bolt's... For Bolt's uh, new dad? Yeah, Bolt's cameo. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, uh, awkward. Awkward. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, he's a big mark for Bolt. He even has the 
painted on lightning bolt. That bolt doesn't know is painted on him. Uh, yeah. Uh, the bolt has lightning bolt painted on the side in case you haven't seen the movie, but you should have. Uh, you think it's a birthmark or just a sign of. He thinks he's the bat from the natural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, now it becomes a three man road movie. Uh, there's kind of not a lot happens in the middle, does it? Like it's just them kind of getting in adventures. They travel the country without much incident. Yeah, yeah. There's very little. The only the the, the one time that there becomes a problem is when uh, there's. Uh, you know, when they have the fight that always happens in these movies where somebody's lying, you know. Uh, and, Bull, and Bull has the Buzz Lightyear revelation. The revelation when it was like he's surrounded by billboards and stuff of himself and realized, you know, uh, he, now he, no sailing no more. <laughs> he is, um, it's just a shame that he doesn't have his I'm Mrs. Nesbitt moment. Uh, <laughs> just. Uh, what, that, that point, Rita, like, taunt, or Mittens, sorry, it's Mittens. She taunts him, like, all right, use your super bark. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Use it. Yeah. There, I guess, I guess the time that the one time there is, uh, that's the one time there is sort of strife in their travels is when he's barking at her in the tree mm. to use his super bark. And that's when they get scooped up by animal control because every movie about dogs and cats has to involve animal control at some point. Right. Uh, they have to imply that there's good that these animals have a very real possibility of being euthanized at some point. Right. <laughs> Keep in mind, Bolt has a dog tag and it never comes off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this guy scoops him up and throws him in there and then makes zero attempt. <laughs> to yeah, animal control is always portrayed as like just this terrible, bumbling oh, fat oafs. Yeah, and 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 meanwhile. Me trying to like, hey, animal control! I saw somebody hit this cat. It's dying. Can you come get it? Yeah, but we don't really do that. Yeah, that like, yeah, Gah. yeah. It's like uh, our our friend who had the rooster that wouldn't uh, leave him alone. For- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> animal control. Like, what the hell you want us to do? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not one of those Animal Planet shows where we just show up and like, oh, we're gonna harness this gator. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that's a you problem. Yeah, it's a you problem. Shoot it. I don't know. What do you want us to do? Yeah. Oh, eat it. Eat it. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a chicken, basically. Just go. We're recommending it. eating it. Yeah. We talked. I talked to my supervisor. He's in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so yeah, but uh, Bolt thinks he breaks them out, but then it turns out that it was Rhino. Yeah. Uh, that broke him out by. Like just sort of smashing into it with his little hamster ball that he's in the whole movie. This is indestructible, by the way. Yeah, that hamster ball, man. We need to, that's Captain America's shield, right? Uh, the things, it's made, yeah, it's, it's like, made of vibranium. Yeah, yeah it's pure vibranium. Um, I do like how they had little scratches and smudges on it as yeah, as it, as it went on. Even Bolt, Bolt got sort of increasingly dirty because he's a pristine white dog but yeah. he becomes like slightly dirtier as the movie goes on as they're traveling across the country and it's very subtle but it's really cool yeah. um but yeah so they break out and bolt now starts to understand that uh, he thinks that styrofoam peanuts are his uh kryptonite right because that's what was in the box and then he lost his powers because that was when the shipping box when garfield <laughs> taped him up and sent him to abu dhabi, abu dhabi yes uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> after pushing him off a table. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, so Nermal then, uh, ha- they have, his has this fight with Nermal shortly thereafter. Yeah, because, Nermal. yeah, because, uh, and the rat that lives on the wall that he refuses to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and the spider that, uh, he Ain't got you. Yeah. Uh, and next up uh, is the uh, the farmhouse uh, cartoon. Yeah, and we're, go, you know, we're gonna watch. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Home yeah. on the Range comes on midway in the uh, middle of this. Uh, yeah, is Home on the Range the U.S. Acres of <laughs> <laughs> no? Because U.S. Acres was at least enjoyable somewhat. I like Wade. I like Wade. Yeah. yeah. Um. But so they get in a fight because, like, she clearly. The cat, uh, not Rita, um, mittens, mittens, uh, uh, normal, whatever. Uh, you, this is where you sort of get that sort of Jesse from Toy Story plot, where you could tell that oh, she used to have a family, but now she doesn't, kind of thing. Yeah, and like you know, why do you want to go back and find? Why are you so desperate to find her? Like, look at we're living a good life out here. You got a bed, you've got everything that you need. Let's just you know, do this together kind of thing. And he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing which she abandoned, but she was declawed before she was abandoned. Yeah. Her yeah. whole throat with the pigeons was empty. And so yeah. she had no defense mechanism, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you have... Extra terrible owners. Yeah. So, yeah, she had bad owners before that. And then, you know, left in the streets. <laughs> so, right. um, but then, yeah. So then this is, that's when they separate and he goes to find... Uh, Penny. Um, let's back up a little bit to sort of the Penny part of this plot now, where they are replacing Bolt. <laughs> yes. Uh, the show needs to go on, and so here's new Bolt. Yes. Uh, uh, so they've, they keep trying to introduce new Bolt, and I do like the scene where she gets like excited, and then when they meet, she meets the new Bolt. She's like, "This isn't Bolt. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> this is the Diesel Glenn Jacobs." <laughs> Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really wrestling heavy episode this time around. Yeah, it's fine. They all are though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you have so so now let's catch back up where he finally makes his way back to the studio. And it's a very sweet scene where like he gets in and then she starts doing the misdirection of running towards him like Bolt and he starts running towards her. And then it's the other dog that she's coming towards. Uh, and that's when he has his sort of mental, you know, depressive moment. <laughs> did not realize that they're filming a scene for the show. Yeah, it's her, it's her like figuring out, like trying to like working on their, her lines basically with the new dog. Yeah. And she's clearly not into it. <laughs> You're a good boy, Paul. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, then you have the sort of the climax of the movies. I, I, you know, it was a very clever way of handling the sort of action set piece of this movie. How to actually have Bolt live out his life as a uh, hero for once and actually do yeah. it. Uh, where, what? So, so the set catches on fire. The set catches on fire because the new dog is scared because you have all of these, you know, goons and stuff trying to capture him and everything. And the cowardly dog. 
Yeah, it's a cowardly. And, it's a normal dog. It's not like Bolt, who's you know completely abnormal dog, who is a protective dog. And this dog doesn't have that sense of protection towards Penny that Bolt does. So he freaks out, falls off set, and sets the studio on fire. Everyone gets out except for Penny and Bolt. So the fact that that the set is a is a death trap for children can only yeah. lead me to assume that John Lannis was directing Bolt. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, who do we say that? Oh, yeah. James Lipton as the director. Yeah. <laughs> James Lipton kind of, as. It kind of vaguely resembled John Land. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, let's get Vic Morrow in here and these kids. This yeah. helicopter. Fine. Like, the green eyed man is that. As, <laughs> um. So, yeah, so this is his big t- time to, like, save her. It's actually a sweet little scene where he's, like, slowly dragging her yeah. and trying to get her, and she just kind of can't go on anymore. Or smoking inhalation. Or... Yeah, and so they're, you know, everyone's outside. Everyone can't find her. Uh, but they're stopped in front of a vent, and this is where you get, then he sets steps in for his uh, super bark. He, he, yeah. just, he hears this echo coming out of this vent. So he does his bark into the vent to sort of replicate the super bark that he, you know, it's always his ace in the hole, you know, it's the bullet in the chambers, the super bark. And where that vent, it's, I don't, that vent's in a weird place. Yeah. (laughs) It's floor level and it's just, it's like one, it's like a Mario pipe. It's like out, up to the top and out. And I don't see any fan. It's at floor level and it's like I don't know what it's doing. But it's also, you, you think for the purpose of, of a of a movie set, you wouldn't want that thing picking up ambient noise. Yeah, it, the fact that it echoes and clearly doesn't have any sort of uh, insulation or anything in it to sort of <laughs> yeah, it's MacGuffin, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's it's there because it needs to be, and yeah. so that's when everyone finds out. Oh, the, you know, oh, they're there, they're there, they're they're fine, and uh, the day is saved. And now there's a new Bolt, a uh, new TV series with a new actress that they do the whole, like, uh, you've had cosmetic surgery, so he'll never see you, know who you are. <laughs> and he gets uh, Aunt Vivd. Yeah. She gets Aunt Vivd. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, but, it's, you know, they live happily ever after. Uh, Normal Bolt and... Uh, uh, the Rhino and Rhino family. What the hell happened there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rhino <laughs> just Rhino just said, eh, "I'm out of here. See you guys. You've got plenty of other hamsters. I'm out." Yeah. Uh, and so they live happily ever after. Her mom, Bolt, everyone on what seems to be just a farm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bought with her the sweat from her child. Yeah, I would assume the lawsuit where they tr- almost killed her child. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely a lawsuit. Yeah, like you created this death trap with this dog that had no business being on set. So, uh, your over, sir. Oh, wait, yeah. you're make trading places and I'm coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It should be joking about it. It was a terrible thing that happened. Yeah. But how that man still had a career. Is baffling to me. 
not only did he have a career, he got to have a multi generational career with his with his son trying to. Who uh... is almost as terrible a person? I mean, at least he never murdered anybody. Yeah, that we anybody. that we know of. I mean, you can totally see that dude killing somebody. Though. Yeah, intentionally. Yeah, intentionally. That's. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so that's Bolt. I mean, we skipped over some things, but for the most part, that's the plot of Bolt. It's, it's Homeward, Homeward Bound meets uh, Truman Show. It's, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's, it's I guess, I guess the problem is, like we were talking about, it doesn't feel like a Disney movie. So I never felt really engaged in it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kind of passively watching it. Yeah, it, it, it's just a, it's just a road movie. Yeah, uh, it, it's like you know, it, it's 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 not too far removed from any of those like you know, forties and fifties like Road to Morocco or whatever, where it's just Bob like Hope and Crosby, yeah, 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 because like they're good, they're fun, they're funny movies, but like you don't remember what the movies were ever really about. Like if it didn't, if it were for the fact that it had the hook, the Truman Show hook in it, yeah, it's none of us remember this movie. <laughs> like it would just been a it would just been homeward bound, but with a celebrity dog, yeah. Uh, which it still is, but you know, right. I mean, it's, it's not that far removed from being homeward bound. Yeah, it's say it's the it's the reverse of homeward bound two, lost in San Francisco. <laughs> they got to return to Southern California. It's uh, home, home alone two, lost in New York. Yes, yes. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Uh, yeah, I get it. Just. You know, it's. I, I think we've come to the, come to the point with some of these movies. Like, there are some we've, we were like they're objectively bad. They're yeah. just bad, but we're also some where like eh, it just kind of exists and it's fine, and I don't have a problem with it. But it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah. So this movie's original title was American Dog. <laughs> so like that really the, the amazing story is short yeah I guess um, it was a uh, it was originally a Chris Sanders feature who did like Lilo and Stitch and stuff mm-hmm. um, uh, and so the original dog was um, named Henry a TV star Okay, uh, Hank Jones Jr. Uh, no <laughs> uh he and he gets stranded in the Nevada desert, <laughs> uh, and his cohorts in it are a one-eyed cat and an oversized radioactive rabbit. Huh? Yeah. Uh, and, and but the same concept is they're trying to find a new new they're trying to find new lives together, but Henry thinks that he is still in a TV show. <laughs> so it feels like Ringo, kind of a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Um, but then uh, 2006 happens, and this is the that's this is when the Lassiter era of Disney starts. And remember what happened when Lassiter took over? A lot of stuff got changed. A lot of stuff got canceled. A lot no of stuff people. got moved around. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, or no, or, or there are going to be sequels. I forgot what it was. It was no the the plan. Yeah, they didn't want 
they, they, it was a sort of, yeah, because there really aren't, still aren't sequels to Disney movies. There's a couple, but not very, like, we're at the Disney, we're at the sequel stage now that Lasseter is gone. Yeah. Like they were yeah. cutting out the frozen too. Yeah. Yeah. We were cutting out the um, straight to the market stuff. They were low budget and then there was nothing there. And you have two animation studios running at full bore. You don't need to have this like, you know, C class Disney tune animation studio doing garbage, yeah. um, which most of it was garbage. Like if it wasn't for like a goofy movie, uh, most of their output would have just been all the like you know cinderella 3 pocahontas 2 you know (laughs) that kind of nonsense right Um, but they saw test screenings of it and hated it (laughs) um and they they fired sanders because uh he wouldn't make any changes um uh and so after they sort of did that there they said all right well, you guys have 18 months to finish this movie. We're not extending the production time of it at all. So get it done. Uh, which is, yeah, uh, which is, which is, which is important because at the time it took four years to make an animated film on CG using computers. So they had to make this movie in 18 months. <laughs> so not a long time for any movie, honestly. For any movie, but you know, uh, all things considered. That's pretty good for an eighteen month movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it does there, there was no there was no part of it where I felt like it looked bad. No, um, it, it 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 looks like, like I said, it just It looks like a Pixar movie from a couple of years ago. Like right. it doesn't look like what Pixar was putting out in two thousand and eight. It looks like what Pixar was doing in like, you know, two thousand and three, two thousand and four. Right. You know? Um so uh, and, and it, it probably doing their, yeah, they're doing their best. <laughs> like I said, they, they, they probably are like, "Hey, we could just get Miley Cyrus because we already got her. Let's just have her do the girls part." Yeah, yeah. Like, John Travolta, like, uh, yeah. I, I, we're we're at 2008 John Travolta where he's his, his he's at he's his the second wave of his career is on it is over. You know, yeah. the pulp. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, and 2008, so well, like old, old dogs and old dogs, yeah, and, and like that era of John Travolta, the uh, that lucky numbers, that weird uh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> lottery yeah. movie or something that he was in and stuff, yeah, yeah, um, and, and he was probably the worst part of that Punisher movie, yeah, yeah. he was really the worst part of that movie. Kevin Nash was the best part, right? Like that's the Russian. Kevin, he wasn't the worst part. <laughs> he uh, lost. He lost his. He got his haircut just for that role. It, he lost to Chris Jericho. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, the plastic ball in the movie is modeled directly after the plastic ball that uh, Lasseter's pet chinchilla had. So, uh, of course, Lasseter had a chinchilla. Yeah. Uh, uh, Siri thought. Uh, chinchilla was me asking her a question for some reason. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know what kind of weird stuff you got. Yeah, hey, chinchilla. Yeah, uh, and Bolt is an, is basically an American White Shepherd. So, yeah, uh, mostly. There's a little bit of other stuff in there, but she looks like uh, Bolt. Kind of looks like Brian from Family Guy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, this song ha- does have a. Uh, 
My uh, wife loved that song, by the way. What was that? She loved the song, the the real Kelly song. Yeah, song. she loved yeah, it. The Jenny Lewis song, "Barking at the Moon." That's a good. It was a good song. I yeah. like that song. Uh, the 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 like um, the actual the Miley Cyrus John Travolta song. Oh God. Uh, I thought I lost you. Uh, was actually nominated for best original song at the Golden Globes. Um, nominated. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Motorhead has a song on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it does not appear on the actual soundtrack. If you buy the soundtrack, there's no Motorhead song on the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, oh, it's White Line Fever because of yeah. White Dog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I liked Barking at the Moon. That was a good song. I, I like that. Um, let's see. Bolt re- came out in the United States, November 21st, 2008, beginning its fourth week in theaters. The film was accompanied by, uh, Tokyo Mater, a short, uh, Pixar cars. <laughs> uh, it's funny that they added that during its fourth week, just like a real, cheesy way of bumping up its revenue at the box office. That would make me not want to go see it again. Yeah. Uh. Hey guys, if you, hey guys, if you go see Bolt again, you get to see a new cartoon short starring Larry the Cable Guy. Hey, how dare you say that to me? <laughs> Don't you, you know, ever The Prilus yeah. that guy. Yeah. Oh man. This was also released in 3D. Uh, but so was everything in 2008. Yeah. I think Avatar was 2008, wasn't it? I don't know. Maybe. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> critically, critical, I mean, critical reception for it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Critics loved it. It's at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Uh, because there's nothing offensive about it. It's not great, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Well. So... And, and a lot of and, and this and it's, this is the kind of movie where you will rate it and say like, I mean the target, you know, a, a Disney movie's target audience isn't supposed to be kids. No, but every but sometimes you're just going to make a movie where the target audience is kids, like Cars. Uh, as as you know, Toy Story's target audience is everyone. Cars' target audience is children. Um, and it's six. Everybody, so. Yeah, it succeeds, and, and you know, Bolt is definitely a kids targeted movie, but uh, I think it's enjoyable enough to where an adult won't hate sure. themselves for watching it. It's it's yeah. not it's it's got it's not going to become any adult's favorite movie. Yeah. Um, it definitely can be a kid's favorite movie because kids, you know, it's a cute dog and he's got some funny stuff going on because of the whole like, you know, lost in a strange world. You know, yeah, it's uh, yeah. But- I don't remember much merch now that I think about it. Do you? Uh, I mean, there was. It, it wasn't. We'll we'll get to that in yeah. a minute. I'm gonna look it up and see exactly what kind of stuff there was. Um, it op- <laughs> So this op- this film when it opened opened at number three. Okay. It was behind Twilight. Okay. And Quantum of Solace. I would rather watch Bolt than either one of those movies. <laughs> So, uh, you know what's funny is, uh, so I actually uh, took when, when, when my wife and I were dating. We yeah. actually went to Quantum of Solace when it opened. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah and I definitely a, saw. I definitely saw Quantum of Solace when it opened too. <laughs> and, 
And uh, yeah, that was. <laughs> I like I like it more now that all of the movies are out. Basically, I, like I drink the motor oil. Yeah, I, I think it's better now that there's kind of more movie. But as a second movie after Casino Royale, that's yeah. absolutely miserable. It's like when they brought the X Files back for that one movie, right? And it's just like, it's just its own weird standalone thing that doesn't build on any mythology or anything. And it's just like, this is your big return. It's just a generic episode of the X-Files pumped out for a movie. I don't think it's bad, but as, but it's absolutely terrible to be a revival for the franchise. What are you thinking? It it, it didn't help that Quantum saw was like, okay. I mean, I know you said it's better in retrospect, but like, yeah. You think about what I was. We're, we're talking about how like yeah. Skyfall is one of my favorite. Oh, movies. it's so good. Yeah. Not Bond movies, but yeah, like I love Skyfall as a movie. Yeah. Oh, and the oh, I love the theme song to Skyfall too. Yeah, the great the theme, theme song. song. It's a great plot. And it's just yeah. good. Quantum. And, I mean, and Quantum of Solace on the flip side is ninety minutes, and came out and was made during that writer's strike. Well, Yes, the writer strike that killed uh, killed Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to have Didn't and it killed Rescue Me too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, during its second weekend, uh, it actually rose up. It was the number two movie that year, but it was behind the movie Four Christmases, <laughs> which I also saw with my then girlfriend, now wife. <laughs> The Vince Vaughn Reese Witherspoon uh, Christmas movie. Yeah, we, we saw that movie, but we didn't see. We saw everything but Bowl and <laughs> uh, Let's see. So, uh, worldwide, three hundred and ten million dollars. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, boy, it was nominated for uh, everything, but unfortunately, this was a big year for animation. So, <laughs> we'll get to that later. Oh. Uh, so I guess, well, you know what? I'm going to look up, uh, I got better type in, I should type in Disney's Bolt, not just Bolt merchandise. That's not going to get me anything that oh I want to look. God, these are arm brands with lightning bolts on them. Let's, yeah. oh, oh, God, no. Yeah. Disney's Bolt merchandise. Let's see if I just go to images and see if there's anything. Uh, oh yeah. There's a, there's like a little rhino and a ball. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, a lot of plushes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a pin, some bedspread. All right. Uh, oh, absolutely. That, in that area where it's like, yeah. You made it when you got a comforter. You can't see that, but I just showed the costumed character of Bolt that was going to be, that was at clearly at the theme parks. She's actually kind of cute. It's kind of cute, but at one hundred percent, it's just the first suit. Yeah, uh, which, yeah. I mean, there's a market for that now, though. Yeah, Disney yeah. could probably really cash in on that if they wanted to. It's really good. Oh, there's a there's a bolt vinylmation. Oh, they actually made a chew toy of the carrot. Oh, that's that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, there's a storybook. Uh, oh, I can get a uh, on Redbubble. I can get a Bolt uh, mask. So, yeah. <laughs> why not? That's like, why do you have a? Uh... Yeah, yeah it looks like. Well, yeah, it bolt? definitely looks like it was just plush merchandise. Was there any? Was there like a Bolt kids meal? Seems like there that was. would be a kids. Meal. I'm at it right now. 
Uh, Disney with dolls. I, Maybe not. It doesn't look like it. I, I mean, what, what am I looking at? Then I said, <laughs> did they not have a freaking half meal? Doesn't look like it. Wow. But to be fair, there was other stuff going on this year, so that <laughs> probably would have had Happy Meal premiums. Um, did, did it get the Burger King meal? I mean, I just typed in Disney Bolt Kids Meal. That didn't bring up anything, so I didn't even type in Happy Meal. I just typed in Kids Meal, so. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, you're getting a Hardee's. Oh, there's the Disney Bolt, Disney Infinity Disc. <laughs> So there was so there was a Disney Bolt, Disney Infinity. Yeah, I don't think there's a figurine, but it looks like there was one of those like power up discs that you would slap down to get. He he was a Smash Bros. assist. Yeah. So I guess we got to get into it. Our usual typical yep. big three. Nick, was there a video game? Uh, most assuredly, it was a video game. Oh, absolutely, there was a video game. Several. Uh, let's see. We. I oh, say. yeah, it was made by, uh, uh, no, it, uh, a studio called Avalanche, <laughs> which you may have heard of. I might have heard of Avalanche, too. Yeah, you absolutely did, because they're the ones that made um, Disney Infinity. <laughs> so, uh, Avalanche Studios, they made, they were the ones that ported Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 to the uh, Genesis and Super Nintendo. Uh, they did Mortal, a terrible job. Yeah, they did the Mortal Kombat. <laughs> they did Mortal Kombat trilogy for the PlayStation. They did Mortal Kombat Sub Zero Mythologies for the Nintendo sixty four. Boy, that's not a great track record. Uh, let's see, Talk in the Power of Juju, Dragon Ball <laughs> Z Sagas. <laughs> they did the Chicken Little game. Yeah. Oh, geez, they did Twenty Five to Life. They did the Meet the Robinsons game. They did the Toy Story Three game, which is actually a pretty good game. It was well known because it had a toy box mode, which was very yeah. clearly the inspiration going forward for Disney Infinity. Right. Um. And, we, and and that and Disney Infinity came out like three years later, so um, it was basically Toy Story Three was basically the beta for Disney Infinity. Um. The last game that they did was Cars Three: Driven to R- Win, and. That actually, that you can actually buy that on the Switch. So, no, I'm good. Yeah, I think they still exist, but who knows what they're doing these days? And they're owned by Warner Brothers now, so they could be doing almost anything. And Warner Brothers is on the verge of selling itself to like, or like, was it like, think like, or was it Warner Brothers is going to be sold to somebody, or Warner Brothers is going to buy somebody? I can't remember. Uh, well, I, mean, I know you. I know a lot of the Cartoon Network stuffs on uh, uh, HBO Max now. Yeah, that's that's Time Warner. So yeah, uh, yeah. They used to be Sculptured Software, which was acclaimed. Clay Fighter. All of the yeah, Clay Fighter. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what you're saying is we're going to get uh, Looney Tunes Infinity? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah. There was a video. There was that video game, and there was also a iOS game called like Rhino Ball, that was you know, like Super think, Monkey Ball, probably. Probably, if I had to guess. Uh, let's let's look and see. Let's see what it says. Was oh boy, okay, lost it. There we go. A third game, Rhino Ball, was released as an application for on the Apple's App Store. Cool, thank you. That 
explains everything. I appreciate it, jerks. Yeah, it just looks like Rhino Ball is just it, there's no information on it anymore. <laughs> website doesn't exist uh, anymore. Rhino Ball Zini. Nick, was there a sequel? No. No. Not even any rumor of a sequel. <laughs> so, I mean, there was technically, if you include the short film that we talked about earlier, right. that those don't really count. Um, and theme park. Not that I'm aware of. I'm going to say no. No, no. Outside of that costumed character that I showed yeah. you earlier. So, that's, you know, well, no lasting legacy on the Disney uh, um, lineage here. <laughs> yeah. Disney had a after 2008 stuff started to change for Disney, like not just animation wise, but like yeah, we're going to acquire some licenses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, Disney releases a relatively significant film in the overall history of film this very same year. Yeah. So, uh, which let's just get into it now. 2008 yeah. highest grossing film of 2008. Do you know what they are? Is it? Is Iron Man? It's in there. Uh, it's definitely not the highest grossing movie of 2008. <sighs> Quantum of Solace. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Number one, The Dark Knight. Yep. So, uh, almost made a billion dollars. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I, I don't remember. Like, I went to see a bunch of damn movies in 2008. Oh, 2008 is a massive year for film. Yeah, I saw uh, a lot of Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I can't stress this enough. Okay. Okay. That's, that's all we needed. Uh, number three, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. So that was a huge release that year. That was probably the one that got the major Happy Meal crowd yeah. <laughs> branding. Yeah. Uh, number four, Hancock. I like Hancock. The Will Smith superhero movie. <laughs> number five, Mamma Mia. Well, why? Nothing. Okay, I was it's gonna like, say. I, I, it's uh, like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Number six, Madagascar two, Escape. Oh wait, it's Madagascar Escape to Africa. Ah, so, so it's, it's the fifth Madagascar then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Madagas- Madagascar 2 3D. Uh, <laughs> uh, number seven. Madagascar 2 forever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number seven, Quantum of Solace. Yeah. I, I can't believe that movie's in the top 10. You yeah. really can't. Number eight, Iron Man. Yeah, buddy. I mean, this is when Iron Man was still being. So Disney. It was Paramount. Disney owned Marvel at this time, put together the Marvel Studios thing, but were like, but released this stuff through Paramount. So that's, there's still some, because like the Hulk is still tied up in all that nonsense. Yeah. But like everything well, else is free. And Hulk came out that year, same year as well. Was it this year or was it the next year? 2009? 2008? 2008, yeah. yeah okay. uh, uh, it's the crazy thing about Iron Man coming out 12 years ago. Yeah. Where you're yeah. like, you're like, man, I hope this does well so they make more of these. Yeah. It's yeah. Wait, you give us that tease at the end of Iron Man. You're like, oh, come on. Don't do this to me. Man, I can't. Some of them had the rest of the guys in it. It's like, oh, man. He just talked. He just said the Avengers. Man, could you imagine a Thor movie? 
Could that even work? Could they even do Thor? Who's going to buy a Thor? Is Triple H going to be Thor? I heard he was Thor. And and then, like, not only not only do they pull it off, but they pull it off and also bring like D list heroes to the mainstream, which is still like the craziest thing in the world to me. Like, yeah. Like you're able, they were able to do what like the comic books never really could do, and that's make characters like Star Lord and yeah. uh, uh, Falcon like these A list heroes. Yeah, it's like if someone said to me, "Hey, you're going to be really invested in Groot." Yeah, <laughs> if, if it's because remember when they announced they were making a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, that that team. Had that particular team had only existed for like a couple of years because, oh like, because, like, because what the annihilation event started like this year, 2008. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's when that Guardians of the Galaxy were introduced was during the annihilation event. Right. So that's when the Guardians of the Galaxy basically were, you know, that as the mass knows them, uh, were created because the Guardians of the Galaxy was a previous team, but they were a future team that right. uh, was a cosmic team, and like some weird sh- stuff was going on there. Yeah, I was gonna but, be like, and that was the whole thing. Was like, oh man, that's that's where it's gonna that's where it's gonna go south. Yeah, There's you're no making like to me, it was like I'm can't wait to see this movie because I liked Annihilation and I like that crew, but nobody's gonna go see this. This is too I, weird. It's a tree and a raccoon. I saw it twice in theaters. Oh yeah, it was. I, I, that's that movie. That uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is what flipped my dad on that franchise. Yeah. After he saw Guardians of the Galaxy, it was just like I actually need to watch all of these. Like this is a great movie, and <laughs> yeah. he saw that. He still watches that one all the time. It's uh, a good. It, it is probably the top two or three of the MCU yeah. movies. Yeah, I, I absolutely adore Guardians of the Galaxy. It's so crazy to still think about Iron Man just coming out too immediately. Like, yeah. oh man, it really taking it. Like, Robert Jr. just took that. Yeah. He just a piece of the, he just went to cut of the merchandise in the, by the box office. Yeah. It was so funny. Because uh, remember, it was like everyone was just like, well, here comes Disney. They're pulling out the C Squad because, like, at the time, X Men and Spider Man were, you know, trucking along. Kings of the box office. Spider-Man two was one of the highest grossing movies of all time. And yeah, the X-Men yeah. franchise had was almost a decade old by yeah. this point. Right. <laughs> uh, and so everyone's just like, ugh, they're just dusting off these, the, the, the has been heroes like Iron Man. Nobody's cared about Iron Man in f- at least 30 years. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you wouldn't care about this rich guy in a suit. Yeah. Like, and oh, like I can't, we cut to you know a couple last year yeah like sobbing in the damn theater yeah so great guys yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so good and iron man one i just like i love just, iron man one I, I just went back to that one again and it holds up so well it's still really good and it still oh, looks good version. yeah <laughs> anyways uh that's number 8 number 9 wall e Wally's great, man. Wally's Wally's great. so good. And number ten is uh, the Narnia Prince Prince Caspian movie. The Chronic uh, what? The Chronic. Yeah, you almost got me there. <laughs> uh, 
So Dark Knight was close to like beating Titanic. Uh, it, it was like it was like, hey, it's it's your comic book movies. Yeah, yeah, it's what it yeah. is. Uh, uh, let's see. Ever pirated? By the way, Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Are you, do you want to know what the first movie I ever like stole from the internet is? You're never okay. gonna guess it in a million years. <sighs> Give me a hint. Was it before or after this year? Oh, way before this year. Uh, Let me. You know what? I'm gonna look it up. I was going to say one of the south. Uh, Roger Corman's gonna... Fantastic Four. <laughs> I mean, technically, I did buy that DVD at a uh, comic, comic book store. The movie came out in 2001. The first movie uh, I ever bootlegged came out in 2001. And I did, would have downloaded it in 2001 to let you know like where I was. And I had cable internet in 2001. <laughs> what would have been? Or was Freddy, got, Freddy got fingered. Yeah. <laughs> the Tom Green uh, solo film of yeah. 2001. Technically, I didn't pirate Dark Knight. Um, our our mutual friend Lisa uh, pirated it and sent it to me. You know what? I 100% remember that story. Yeah. <laughs> <I just went>. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. That sounds like some Lisa thing, though. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, best picture of the year. What do you think? It was pretty unanimous across the board. Uh, oh God, it was not in the top 10. One best picture poop because I remember Ledger won for best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know. I, I, I'm blanking. Slumdog Millionaire. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it won best director that year too for Danny Boyle. Uh, Sean Penn won for Milk at the Academy yeah. Awards. Wasn't uh, nominated for Tropic Thunder? I think you so, but I think it was like support. It was like support, I think. Wasn't it? Pleasure, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, but at the BAFTA Awards, Mickey Rourke won for The Wrestler. That's a good movie, man. <laughs> uh, Not a feel good movie. No. Uh, Star Wars The Cat Miller. Yes. I need to look and see. Uh, let's see. Academy Awards. Oh, the In Memoriam section is in there. Bernie Mac died. Ah, uh, uh, that's sad. Yeah, Michael Crichton. Oh, that was bumming out. Yeah, now I'm sad. Now we're just going to talk about <laughs> Isaac Hayes. Ah, uh, dude. Paul that, Newman. What the? Oh, so Paul Newman is probably one of my favorite actors of all time. Oh, Stan Winston died too that year. Good God. Please stop. Yeah, okay. This is, <laughs> this is really bummed me out. Uh, like, I don't like that any of these people died. Yeah. Then, of course, Heath Ledger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the guy from A Knight's Tale, which yeah. is still my favorite Heath Ledger uh, movie. There were three movies animated for, animated, nominated for Best Animated Feature that year at the Academy Awards. It was Wall-E, Bolt, and Kung Fu Panda, and of course, Wall-E won. Because which it should have because it was the best movie of the three. Yes. And absolutely. it's still a fantastic film. Yeah. Uh, which, I just like looking at the other which side. We can of Fred Willard now, now I'm sad. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 2008. I wonder if there's anything else significant that came out uh, this year, other than what we've talked about. That's what we like to talk about on here. Yeah, poor Christmases we've discussed. There we um, go. Uh, in the name of the king, <laughs> the 
Uwe Ball's A Dungeon yeah. Siege Tale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good old Uwe Ball. The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a VeggieTales movie. Dear God. Cloverfield. Yeah, there we go. There's oh, a movie. Oh, man, Teeth came out this year. <laughs> you ever see Teeth? I've seen, I've seen the box art for Teeth. It's the woman in the bathtub? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey. I I can't I couldn't tell you what that movie's plot is about on this podcast this G rated podcast. Yeah, she has teeth in a bad place where you don't want teeth. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <In her. laughs> yeah. Let's uh, just go. With yeah. Meet the Spartans. Nobody cares. Oh, Rambo. <laughs> okay, but you know what? That Rambo was all right. Yeah, that Rambo's fine. Untraceable. Not- Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus, Best of Both Worlds concert. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It gave me a terrible flashback. <laughs> so, in 2008, I had two, I was, I was working two part time jobs. One of which, oh. one of which was at Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. And I was in charge of stalking the girls section, and there was a Hannah Montana TV that they would sell, and it played this, this same thing on a clip. And it was the best of both worlds. Oh, there you go. Else, and it would play in a loop every 45 seconds. <laughs> so I just said, the best of both worlds. Yeah. Well, you're welcome for that. You're welcome for that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, Jumper came out this year. Remember Jumper? Yeah, I do. Jumper's not a bad movie. <laughs> One of the last Hayden Christensen movies. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I hate Jumper. Spiderwick Chronicles, Step Up to the Streets, uh, Diary of the Dead, U2 3D, U2 3D forever. I guess. Yeah, Vantage Point, uh, Witless Protection, Larry the Capable Guy, and Jenny McCarthy. Oh my God, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it does. What the hell is that? <laughs> The other born in Penelope, Semi Pro, the Will Ferrell w- basketball movie. That's when he's on the downslope of like. Yeah, I still like Will Ferrell and stuff. Like, man, eh, that's kind of the end of that. Ten thousand BC, one of Roland Emmerich, uh, a classic Roland Emmerich film, yeah. <laughs> just meets all of his criteria. Schlock. The Bank Job, uh, starring Jason Statham. Yep. Which I just got for like six dollars on Blu-ray with five other Jason Statham movies. <laughs> which, which to be fair, is the only way the Jason Statham movie should be distributed. It's got Crank One and Two, which is well worth the six dollars. But then they throw in everything else. It's just like it's got the Transporter Three, which is like not even like one or two, just Transporter Three. <laughs> you, I mean, you might as well throw in like the one since he's technically in it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who. I don't remember that movie coming out at all. <laughs> uh, I definitely do. And it was, um, uh, Jim Carrey and Steve Carell were in it. Okay. I, yeah, no, I like, it had a huge, it was like Will Arnett, Seth Rogen, you know, all these like Jonah Hill, like all of those. Amy Poehler, like it was just yeah. all these comedy. It was fine. It's Horton Hears Who, and you know, doesn't fine. It's one of the better adaptions of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Funny Games remake. Uh, Drillbit Taylor. 
Oh, with Owen Wilson. Yeah. But he was still a thing. Yeah. Run, Fat Boy, run. Oh, that's. Fat Boy runs not bad. Yeah. That's fine. Seven uh, Leatherheads. Nims Island. Uh, Prom Night. Wait, was that the remake of Prom Night? Yes, that would have been the remake of Prom Night. The remake of, like, hey. Yeah, yeah. It's, Why would you remake Prom Night? Uh, it's, they, they do that all the time where they take these old movies, like when they did, like, My Bloody Valentine. And Black Christmas. And Black Christmas that they just did and stuff where they take, like, that's a good idea. What if we did it but completely different? So yeah. we alienate the people who are fans of this BS. Uh who, who won't go see it, and then we also won't make it interesting enough to bring the other people in to see it. So, <laughs> I might was a dark comedy in a way, yes. The original, I'm telling you, JJ, we're gonna get a remake of Sleepaway Camp, it's gonna happen. Right? Oh, it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be so poorly received because it's yeah. gonna be incredibly transgressive, yeah. <laughs> And they're not going to be subtle about it. Like, you know, in the original sleep, Sleepaway Camp, you don't know until the very, very, very the end. Uh, but in the new one, it will be telegraphed from moment one. And yeah. there will be jokes constantly throughout the movie. And it'll just be... It'll be flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. 88 Minutes came out this year. That's the Forbidden it. Kingdom. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, it's the one with... Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh... Dude from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, Jason, Jason Siegel. Yeah, I like him. He's fine. The Muppet. The Muppets guy. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Uh, Baby Mama. Deal. Boy, just Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. Oh, my. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Iron Man. Never heard of that. Uh, it's about uh, this Black Sabbath song. Ah. Uh, Speed Racer. Speed Racer came out this year. All right. I'm go a, ahead. Go I'm ahead. I'm a massive, I'm a massive supporter of Speed Racer. It's the best Wachowski movie, and I will fight anyone. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had as, as much passion for a lot of things as you do for the Speed Racer movie. It's so good. It's the only movie that could ever be described as a live action cartoon. It is. <laughs> you unapologetically love that movie. Yeah, and people have turned around on it completely throughout the years. Like there is a ravenous fan base for it these days. It, it's. John Goodman's Pops Racer, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's one of the most brilliant casting decisions yeah. of all time. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only person that could be Pops Racer, honestly. Yeah. Uh, War Inc. Let's see. Sex in the City, the movie. Oh, that's my favorite right there. There you go. Kung Fu Panda, we already talked about that. You Don't Mess with the Zohan. Oh, God. <gasps> the Happening. Yeah, buddy. That's actually, if you come across that movie from, if you watch it as a comedy, it's actually very good. Yeah. Because everyone's even sort of playing it as a comedy. and Like, Mark Wahlberg's definitely sort of playing it as yeah. a comedy. Well, but it's also Mark Wahlberg's a bad actor. Sorry, don't tell your dad I said that. <laughs> Incredible Hulk. There we go. Uh, okay, no, stopping here. Okay. Stopping here. Look, I know Ed, Ed, Ed Norton's a tool. Yeah. But he did a fine job. He did. He did. Um, and uh, uh, Liv Tyler's hot, dude. I'm just sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I can't deny that. It's... Yeah, I, would... I I like that movie. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Like I did, too. I love it. I don't think... 
it's definitely one of the weaker of the uh, MCU movies. It is, but it's not the weakest by a long shot. I would rather watch. I would rather watch it over Thor two and Iron Man two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, because I, I, you know, like the Incredible Hulk is my favorite comic book character ever. Yes, and I was really nervous going to that movie after the. Ang Lee. Ang Lee film. Yeah. Which, which, which made me sad. It made me sad. When you, when you left that movie, the, the, the end credits theme to the old Hulk TV show started playing. <laughs> uh, actually, I left the movie. I was like, well, the good news is uh, because of this movie, we got the Hulk classics line. Yeah. Which was the best, which is the best result of it. Um. My wife and also quotes the the uh, the new the Incredible Hulk movie often where you go moss stretchy. Boy, this is only the summer. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was see, weird so. that you had two of them the same year. I mean, yeah, Hulk. like two of them in the same year and like a month and a half apart. Do you remember? That... Go, go ahead. No, I was gonna say because uh, Hulk came out in June and Iron Man was like. April, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I remember, like, there was originally a an Easter egg with Cap's shield and the Incredible Hulk. And they yeah, yeah. But they did put Tony Stark in there at the end, so... Yeah, yeah. which is a good cameo. Yeah. And they brought Thunderbolt Ross back later on, which was very nice. They did, yeah. yeah. But not the Red Hulk. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> I would love to see him <laughs> in that or role. You want to see William Hurt as... As as Red Hulk, tell me yeah. you would not just absolutely eat that up. I if it means more Hulk movies, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Get Smart. The Get Smart movie came out this year. The Rocks of that? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but it, it starred Steve Carell and The yeah. Rocks in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Love Guru. <laughs> oh God, that's that Mike Myers movie. Mike right? Myers movie. That was like his last like movie. <laughs> <laughs> And they let him do another movie after Cat in the Hat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Wall E came out. Never heard of it. Never, yeah, I don't know what that is. Starring yeah. who? I don't, <laughs> Fred Willer, John Ratzenberger. What? what? Uh, Sigourney Weaver. What? <laughs> uh, Wanted came out the same day as Wall E. Um, I don't like Wanted. I, I, I like it. I like the comic was a big deal. It's a. Uh, Mark Miller movie. Uh, uh, I was told. I always thought it was Mark Millar. It, it looked like it should be Mark Millar. It is not. Uh, even he, he, my comic book store guy, even said like, it's apparently Miller. He even he pronounces it Miller. It, it's it's supposed to be Millar. You just look at it. It's Millar. It's not. It's Miller. <laughs> so is. So, so is it Frank Millar then? We've been yeah. Calling, yeah. Frank, we've been calling him wrong the whole time. Frank Millar. Yeah. Frank um, Millar loves Asian women. Yeah. So the Wanted movie and the Wanted comic could not be further apart from one another. <laughs> um, I will. I will. Uh, uh, it's called Leave the Extraordinary Gentleman. <laughs> no, like even that one at least ha- even follows the concept a little closer than Wanted. Like. <laughs> 
like wanted is like there's superheroes and they're a supervillain team that are like and stuff. This one's just like, oh, we're in a league of assassins that get our um uh hits given to us from a divine loom. Yeah. Uh, like, and that's not a joke. There is a giant loom that prints out the uh, <laughs> hits, and they can't defy it. <laughs> starring, it, starring James McAvoy and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it's it, it's that's the one where the clip of him sweating profusely at the desk. Yeah, yeah and him yeah. hitting uh, Chris Pratt with a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> You so, learned a curve bullets. Like, yeah. What? So uh, yeah, no. yeah. Chris Pratt and James McAvoy are in this like two future uh, comic Charles book. Uh, yeah, two future comic book powerhouses to get joined forces before that happens. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hancock came out. I like Hancock. Yeah, Hancock's fine. Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Uh, it's fine. Dis- it's fine. It's disappointing. I love Guillermo del Toro movies, but. Uh, Hellboy one's great. This one's just fine. It's more Ron Perlman though, so there's that. Yeah, yeah, can't can't ever agree with that. Hey, Meet Dave came out this year. That's also Steve Carell. No, that's Eddie Murphy. Uh, I don't remember this one. <laughs> oh man, it was definitely one of those like, okay, we need to stop with Eddie Murphy. Uh, I think it's the one where I don't know if you've ever seen the like meme of like the giant Eddie Murphy head being towed on a, be- a flatbed truck down the freeway. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's from that. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's like, it's got like a sci-fi spin to it kind of thing. It's yeah. Ed Helms is in it in case you're curious. <laughs> uh, the dark, it came out just a week before the dark night. Rut row. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, on the same day, here are the three movies that came out the same day: The Dark Knight, Mamma Mia, and Space Chimps. <laughs> well, yeah, huh? Clearly, Space Chimps, uh, one of the best, uh, most renowned movies of all time. Yeah, Andy Samberg's tour de force performance yeah. as the animated space monkey. Uh, Stanley Tucci is in it. I, I like a good Tucci movie. Yeah. <laughs> Tucci's in a lot of stuff, though, though. Yeah, yeah. Step, Step Brothers. I do. Step Brothers is. F- I love Step Brothers. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's it, a great movie. It's, it's a genuinely less, great. Movie. It's less to do with Will Ferrell than uh, John C. Riley. The John C. Riley. John C. Riley is. is absolutely underappreciated, and he is so good and so funny. He has such a good delivery on everything that he does. Even I mean, in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's great. Yeah, but it gets overlooked now. I, I think yeah. people are starting to discover it now. But yeah. like, Walk Hard is legit. Yeah, Walk Hard's funny. great. It's legitimately hilarious. Yes, get out of here, Dewey. Uh, also, the same day as Step Brothers was X Files. I want to believe. No, you don't. You don't want to believe. Yeah, one of the things. I, the one thing I remember most of all from that movie is they make a joke and then they like look at a picture on the wall of George W. Bush and the X-Files theme plays. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's right, because he was still president when this came out. 2008. Out. So, yeah. uh, I saw, you know where I saw that movie? At, at IMAX? Downtown Disney, baby. Oh. I saw two movies that day. Uh, I saw, because my parents went to 
Palm Desert to meet my uncle. And I'm like, I'm not going to Palm Desert. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm going to stay behind and check on the dogs, going to check them into the kennel. And then I didn't have a Disney ticket. I didn't have a ticket to get to the theme parks. Uh, so I just said, I'm going to go to the movies. So I saw Dark Knight for the second time and X-Files, I want to believe. So. <laughs> One of them was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I saw Batman again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so yeah next file saw that in disneyland uh but i the one thing i remember is i left my hat in the theater after it and i had to run back inside because i recognized it later it's like oh shit i left my hat in there i just swore damn oh well uh, uh not a big deal uh one oh. minute 47 seconds or one hour 47 seconds uh jj said a said a curse said a, said a no swearing uh uh, but I remember going back in, and uh, what was playing at on the screen was the next movie that came out, The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there looking at that for a couple of minutes, like, ooh, ooh, thank you. Yeah, good thing I didn't see this. Yeah. Also, Midnight Meat Train came out this uh, time. Uh, that's a weird horror movie starring Bradley Cooper and Brooke Shields. Uh, Huh. And I think uh, Rampage Jackson is in it. I think, and I think Vinnie Jones plays the murder man. In there it. you go. I like Vinnie Jones. There, remember he was in like WWE for like a weird. <laughs> he was like on an episode of SmackDown once, is like <laughs> promoting a movie, and Vince McMahon is like introducing Vinnie Jones. Is it because he was doing the Condemned with Steve Austin? No, I think it predates that this is like early smackdown this is like 2000s era because <laughs> uh, I, I remember like arnold being on SmackDown. yeah let's look let's see what vinnie jones would have what midnight meat train right let's yeah. see what i'm gonna look at his uh films because i remember like the condemned and x3 yeah x3 where he's the juggernaut he did yeah. the meme he did the meme he did the meme from the video which is have you watched that video recently yeah, boy. <laughs> it's, uh, boy, we found that funny, huh? We sure did. <laughs> Although I still will sometimes merge. Uh, like I have a coworker who's seen it before, and I'm sometimes go, "Charles, my head." <laughs> but yeah, that that. What 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 year? Okay, so it's Vinnie Jones was on the WWF Capital Carnage. Uh, pay-per-view. That was 1998. So I think that was when he was still... That was Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels Vinnie Jones. This is... I think this is like him still playing uh, like sports. (laughs) Like football. He was like, like... Yeah, he was still playing uh football i think at this point uh or was still famous for that yeah so uh, yeah so that's that's crazy uh, <laughs> anyways that's the vinnie jones segment of the show uh let's see what else uh swing vote pineapple express yeah i that's not, not a weed smoker yeah 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 uh, it, it's genre tags are buddy film stoner film action film and comedy film yeah some of those uh 
Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2. Oh, God. If I had to hear you talk about that movie one more time. <laughs> as much as you talk about Speed Racer. Yeah. I hear you talk about Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Listen. No, this is the sequel. I, I don't give two rips about the original. Oh. The sequel is where it's at. It's where they really figured out the formula. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like, we, we know where these pants are headed now. Yeah. These pants have had a long journey. Yeah, we, we've come to understand the pants. We've come to pants. And we're, and we're invested in uh, their travels, so yes. to speak. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, that's, that's the stats from the Wikipedia article. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tropic Thunder. There we go. Uh, also a movie that you gotta go, huh. <laughs> I, yeah, like, at least it, at least it's doing it. Yes. There's, it's, it actually is telling a message with it. It is. So, so uh, and also it's like blazing saddles and the fact yeah. that like, yeah, I know it's got problems, but I oh, love yeah. this movie. Yeah. Uh, everyone makes the joke. It's like, oh, no, or, you know, it's, it's like, oh, blazing saddles could it be made today. It's like, no, it could because the way. It's not. It's everyone that is saying that word is like just the dog worst people on the planet, yeah. and yeah. they're all completely just the pits and <laughs> right. like uh, you know, uh, uh, you know his his buddy characters never right. say it. <laughs> so it's like you, yeah. you know one of the funniest things about Tropic Thunder. Inside the, outside of the actual movie, but it's like where, yeah. you know, he Robert Downey Jr.'s character goes, uh, you know, I don't drop, I don't drop character until the DVD commentary. Yeah, and you watch it with the DVD commentary. As soon as the, the movie's over, he goes back into his actual character. Yeah, so, yeah. He actually does the whole the whole DVD commentary and character. That's so good. Yeah, That's super good. Yeah, uh, it's always every once in a while there is like a weird. I'm trying to think. There was like. I think the dodgeball commentary has like, it has starts off with like Vince, Vince Vaughn showing up late and he's like eating and there's like distraction. And then it just eventually turns into like the commentary to like, there's something about Mary or something weird like that. Like, it's like so the rest of the movie is just the wrong commentary track. <laughs> I, I remember the commentary for fight club being really disjointed and weird. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, just, and, 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 and and like the Blu-ray, like the the or the DVD, like main menu is like weird too. Or it's like it is for like there's something about Mary or one of those movies. Right. And, uh, let's see, Star Wars: The Clone Wars came out this year. The that movie's not great. The, no. the series the series is really good after like the first season, but uh, that movie's not good. <laughs> that again, Toys R Us. I remember stalking the merch for that movie. Uh, the Rocker, starring Rain Wilson. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. that with the girl I dated before my wife. Oh, well, there you go. That movie sucked. <laughs> uh, Death Race. I saw that with her too. That movie Jason, sucked. <laughs> Jason, Jason Statham. I, as, a per, as a person, off. as a person that's a fan of uh, Death Race two thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, boy, that was a bummer. I'm actually surprised he didn't get because uh, it's a uh, Paul W S Anderson movie, right? And one thing that's always incredible about Paul W S Anderson is that he absolutely casts his wife in every movie that he does, and she's not in that movie, which really tells you what he thought of that movie. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, uh, it's so yeah. His married to Mila Jovovich, who's in every single 
Resident Evil movie, and she is the most important character in the world in every single one of those Resident Evil movies. And he's doing another video game adaption of Monster Hunter uh, that's coming out next year. And guess who it's starring? Uh, I'm going to go out and say Mila Jovovich. Yeah. Huh. She, she's going to hunt monsters with a giant flaming sword. Yeah. Um, well. So I'm sure you can't wait to go see that. Yeah. The only video game I've ever returned, JJ. Thank you. <laughs> Hamlet 2. I liked Hamlet 2. Yeah, Steve Coogan doing it. It's like Steve Coogan was also in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked Hamlet 2. I saw that in theaters. That's a weird one for me to say. Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning. That was a the- theatrical release? That was a theatrical release. Because huh. remember, Lassiter has taken over by this point. Uh. So that some weird stuff is going to start popping up. That's like, why? But uh, Babylon AD came out this year. Do you remember who's in bat? I don't. Vin Diesel. Oh, <laughs> uh, disaster movie. Uh, Bangkok dangerous. Nicholas cage and Charlie yes. young. Yep. <laughs> Burn after reading. Yes. That's not a bad movie. That's, that's I pretty. love Bird After Reading, and I love the ending to that movie, <laughs> where it's like, so what did we learn for this? Never do it again? <laughs> yeah, I like that movie a lot. I uh, can't get that on Blu-ray either. That's kind of hard one to come across. For whatever reason, that's there's some weird movies that just like disappear from... <laughs> just write issues or whatever. Uh, Proud American... I'm not going to say that word that that movie's called the battle in Seattle. That was the uh, movie about the Seattle. Uh, what was the, the world the WTO riots? Yeah. 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 Ghost town starring Ricky Gervais. No oh, there's Igor. It was an MGM animated film and that's act starring John Cusack and Steve Buscemi and John Cleese. Uh, and that's actually um, uh, James Lipton's last movie role. <laughs> Lakeview Par- Terrace, starring Samuel Jackson, is a terrible movie. Don't see that. Never seen it. Choke, which is the follow-up to Fight Club, basically. Mm. It's the book. It's from the same author, uh, and it's very much in the same vein of. Um, Fight Club. Oh, so so, so it radicalized incels? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, uh, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll read you the quick and yeah. easy okay, uh, okay. Uh, plot description. Uh, based on the 2001 novel of the same name, it tells the story of a man who works in a colonial themed amusement park and attends sexual addiction recovery meetings and intentionally chokes on food in upscale rescu- restaurants so his S- rescuers would give him money out of sympathy and thus cover his mother's Alzheimer's disease hospital bills. So <laughs> Definitely sounds like the uh, same thing from a uh, from that writer. Boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else incredible come out this year? Uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh, there you go. That's that's uh, there you go. 
uh, Flash of Genius, which is actually a really good movie because it's about the guy who invented win- automatic windshield wipers that got it stolen basically from him from the uh, car manufacturers, got railroaded <laughs> by, by, by just like uh, Tucker. Uh, yeah. So that's actually a pretty decent movie. Uh, starring Greg Kinnear. Rick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I've seen it once. Max Payne. Star Marky Mark. Starring Marky Mark. I saw that in theaters, too. With your dad? No, this is pre-him discovering that he likes Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Uh, so once he, once he discovers the film Shooter, it's just all... It's, that's it. It's, Mark it's Wahlberg. Guy. W, the Oliver Stone, George W. Bush movie starring Thanos. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we thought he would be the worst president ever. Remember those times? <laughs> Ah, uh, looks like that salad days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's kind of dumb. Oh, we'll yeah. just, it's never going to get any worse than this. Yeah, uh, Changeling, a mystery crime drama starring uh, uh, Angelina Jolie and John Malkovich, directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, <laughs> high School Musical three. Uh, some say the best of the High School Musicals. Some say. I'm saying, is, is some you? Uh, I think it's Xavier Woods says that. <laughs> Isn't Lana in like some? No, she's on like what she's no, she's in one of those uh, the other the per- Pitch Perfect. That's what yeah. I was like, she's in some singing movie that I can't remember. Uh, Pride and Glory, which uh, Edward Norton like cop drama, <laughs> Saw Five. Oh boy, yeah. Zach and Mary make a porno. Yeah, it's like a weird for those kind of movies. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's when it's when all those like super horny sex driven because I I because I skipped right past the movie Sex Sex Drive came out, which also starred uh, has Seth Green and Josh Zuckerman, James Marsden, <laughs> yeah, David Koechner, uh, Madagascar Two, Repo, the genetic opera. Role Models, Slumdog Millionaire, Swamp, Quantum of Solace, Bolt, Twilight, Australia. <laughs> the, Sorry, Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Like uh, one and, of and like, one from Australia. Yeah. Four Christmases. Uh, my, my, my movie of the year. Right yeah. Milk, the uh, Sean Penn mm-hmm. movie directed by Gus Van Zandt. Transporter 3, which we talked about earlier. Frost Nixon, Punisher Warzone, baby. <sighs> I love what? Punisher Warzone. I love that movie. It, Unrepentantly love it's that, a that rocket movie. Rocket launcher, isn't it? it? Well, that's just part of it. I love that it's almost Welcome Home Frank, but <laughs> it, it's Welcome Home Frank, but also with Wayne Knight. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mad- uh, it's a weird comic book movie, like directed by a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, super violent, man. It's super. It's so bloody. It's so like it, it's gross at times. It's got like jigsaw is disgusting in it. And, like yeah. uh, the woman who made this, who directed this movie, was the director of Green Street Hooligans. Uh, 
And so, like, it's so weird that they ended up going to this. And she only did one more movie after that. She sort of was railroaded after the uh, (laughs) after that movie. There's actually there's a podcast of how did this get made? Yeah, where they do Punisher Warzone, and the two people on it that they have as their celebrity guests are Patton Oswalt and Lexi Alexander, the director of the movie. Wow. it's great. It's a great listen. I highly uh, recommend it. Not not Ray Svenson's last uh, Marvel movie, though. Oh, surprisingly not. Uh, Delgo came out this year. <laughs> Don't remember Delgo? No, I do not. It's. I think it's considered one of the like worst movies of all time. No. It's, it's an animated film. Okay. Uh, uh, let's see, starring Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt and Val Kilmer and Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Hey, Freddie. Uh, Freddie Prinze Jr. It had a budget of $40 million and it made somewhere between, this is great, six hundred and ninety-five to $915,000. So, yeah. That's even color cover uh, yeah. metering, probably. Yeah, uh, keep in mind, this is a Christmas movie, so they couldn't even get families to see an animated movie at Christmas. Uh, <laughs> so, good job. Uh, Gran Torino? I like Gran Torino. Um, it, it, gets, I, it's, it gets, like, awkward. But <laughs> we're, we're like, boy, Clint Eastwood just really likes using racial slurs. Oh, yeah, there's, there's too many. Right, that Asian slurs and that. Uh, it seems like he's really into it. Like almost as if he's just it just comes natural to him. Yeah, it's almost as if he's in the future going to yell at an empty chair, pretending it's a black man in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, ooh, Seven Pounds came out uh, this year. That is the Will Smith movie that me and my mom decided this year that we were going to start. You know what? As a Christmas tradition, we're going to go see a movie every Christmas starting now. And we saw this movie. Uh, and the tradition ended. And the tradition ended. We never, we never did it again. It, it yeah. was a bad movie. He kills himself with a jellyfish. Yeah. So it's great. Yes, man. Cool. Tales of Despero. Curious case of Benjamin Button. I saw. I saw Yes, man, and Benjamin Button this year. <laughs> Benjamin Button is maybe the longest movie I've ever seen in theaters. How long is Benjamin Button? Is it like literally uh, it, the longest it, movie, or it felt it, like it? It felt like it. It felt like it. I want to say it probably was close to three hours. If it's close to three hours, and it's definitely not the longest movie you've seen at theaters because Avengers was longer than that. Yeah, but it felt longer. Yeah, I enjoyed the Avengers. <laughs> I did not enjoy the Jimmy Button. It is uh, 166 minutes. Okay, so, so that's not. That's, that's not quite not quite three hours, but God, it's well, no, no, that's like three hours and ten minutes or something. Yeah, yeah that's that's time I'll never get back. That movie, don't do it. I, 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 David Fincher is a beloved filmmaker, um, and people really go out, really are excited whenever he has a new movie coming out. And uh, I don't. <laughs> like, uh, let's see. I, th- I, th- I can think of I th- there's one movie of his that I absolutely love 
and the rest are just varying degrees of okay to me. Yeah. Here, here's a here's a list. Uh, Alien three. No. Okay, seven. Seven's good. Seven is the. I guess that's that's the movie that you love. Actually, no. But I still really really like seven. Uh, let's see, the game. Don't care for the game. Fight Club. Fight Club's all right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really. Uh, Panic Room. Panic Room. Uh, better than Fight Club. Yeah, uh, but my favorite is Zodiac. Ah, I, I love Zodiac. That's Mark a great. Ruffalo, movie. Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Social Network, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien Three, get out of here with me. <laughs> Hey, let's just let's just let's just follow up two really really good movies. Yeah, Marley with, and Me came out this year. Oh the my sp- god, I, I saw Marley and Me theaters with my wife. It's uh, the, the entire uh, yeah. No, I I did not see that movie because I do not see dog movies where I'm a hundred percent certain that the dog dies. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the Spirit. Remember the Spirit. Frank Miller directed and wrote a movie <laughs> by himself. Are we hammer in that one? Uh, Samuel Jackson's Gabriel Mott is. <laughs> yeah, but it was like off the, the Will Eisner. Yeah. 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 It was supposed Crazy. to be. Crazy. It was, it was in the. It was like, oh, it's like Sin City. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. No, yeah. it is not. It, it, the problem is Frank Miller did not bring Robert Rodriguez with him to actually make it <laughs> a movie. Also, so. uh, Frank Miller's kind of a hack. Yes. Sorry, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, I like his Daredevil. I, uh, I like I like the Dark Knight Returns. I like his even, Daredevil. Yeah, uh, the Wolverine that he drew. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, boy, Sin, City's, Sin City is fine. I don't like it as much as I used to, but I don't even really like the Dark Knight Returns as much as I used to. No, he seems so. Frank Miller is so angry at women that it's kind of becomes unwatchable and unreadable. Asian, then he yeah. angry anymore. Yeah, uh, Valkyrie came out. Okay, and that's sort of the last major release of the year. Valkyrie was a good movie. Kind it was okay. Stack, kind of a stack movie. Either. Yeah, two thousand eight. Huge yep. year for movies. Uh, boy, let's see how long how, how long we've we been talking here. Just not, just a little over two hours. It makes it yeah. really hard. To, makes it a little hard to export these sometimes, but whatever. Um, but we like to talk about the movies of two thousand and eight. It's fun to put it in context, especially when it's a movie that, like, Bolt, where this is the, this is the Disney revival era, and like. Bolt isn't even the highest grossing, like not even in the top 10 of animated, like of films that year. Like there were two other animated films that did better that year. Yeah. You know, and, but, like I saw, I, I, as you heard, I, he and I both saw a ton of movies. Yeah. 2000. And, uh, yeah. This era is when I was probably seeing the most movies. And Bolt was not even on our radar. No, 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 no. I, I did see Bolt when it, I, remember, I, I got Bolt because I remember somebody said, you know, Bolt's actually a pretty good movie. You should rent that. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll see that. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, it actually is a pretty good good movie. It's actually pretty decent. Um, I haven't watched it since it like first came out on DVD, but I still liked it. I think it's fine. It, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's not going to stick with you, but... And there's no, like, catchphrase. Like, it, yeah. you know, 
it's a it's a bummer when there's not like a kids movie without something that you could like really sink your teeth into. But um, like you'd think like Rhino would have something, or Bolt being a superhero in a TV show would have a time to take out the trash kind of like one liner. And that's the end of that chapter. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, nothing. He doesn't even have a catchphrase, which is weird for a TV show character. Um, It's Bazinga or something. Uh, (laughs) Well, everything's from a neat little package, isn't it? Um, So yeah, Bolt's fine. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend it, but also... You could do worse, much worse, yeah. exponentially worse. It, it, you could it, have it, watched. You could have watched Delgo. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's this. We're hit. We're now. So the next film uh, on the Disney uh, trail is Princess and the Frog, Disney's forty ninth film. Which is funny because boy, we're really barreling towards the end here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then we'll take a, I was going to say a hiatus, but probably not since we took a hiatus already, but close enough to a hiatus to yeah. re- refresh ourselves and start season two of the theme park stuff. But uh, after that, but you know what, Nick? Yeah. Princess and the Frog recently found itself in the news. It did. Yeah. And without saying too much, I think this puts it at a perfect time. To do a surprise movie next week. Okay. I don't think we'll talk about it here. You know what it is. We've talked about it. I do know what it is. You do know what it is. It's pretty obvious with this conversation what it should be. It is a... uh, You would think a movie that we haven't covered this podcast. We've already kind of passed it by, but... Yes. it's We're we're traveling back in time. Yeah. To Because some of the stuff we're going to talk about on Princess and the Frog are definitely going to tie in to what the next movie is going to be. So, um, and next week will be next episode. I got to say next week, but uh, we know how I am with this. Uh, So yeah. So it's actually probably going to, it's either going to be a supersized episode or a two part episode. So uh, it's going to be packed full of information and a content warning. So yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, can't wait. It's one that's always been on the, uh, in the orbit of the show. Never yeah. really knew, never really knew when to do it, when, the, when was going to be a good time to do it. And I feel like now is, times, so. yeah, I feel like now is as good a time as any to touch upon that movie. So stay tuned, uh, for the next exciting episode of yeah. Disney Compendium. Uh, it's going to be, uh, a, one heck of a ride. Yeah. Literally. 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 (laughs) Um, uh, But until then, thank you all for joining us and have a magical day. Bye.